Real Men Feel with Andy Grant encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been told, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but all men can benefit from. If you would like a one-on-one conversation to help you get clear on what you want in life and what's in your way of getting there, visit theandygrant.com slash talk and book a no-obligation, no-cost appointment. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Now let's get to it. Hello and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. You know, it's long been part of the masculine ideal to be muscular, to be fit, to be healthy. Uh, a lot, of, A big image of that is, you know, pumping iron, lifting weights, spending a lot of time at the gym, looking sweaty and cool, being ripped. Uh, I grew up with, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger being, being everything and um, bodybuilding, muscle work, uh, lots, of, lots of guys spending lots of time at the gym. Lots of guys not getting <laughs> much results, um, which is why I'm excited to talk to my guest today. My guest today is scientist, inventor, and author of Weightlifting is a Waste of Time, So is Cardio, and There's a Better Way to Have the Body You Want, Dr. John Jaquish. Welcome to the show. Andy, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, uh, perfect introduction, but uh, now I'm a best-selling author. Oh, all right. Beautiful. Became beautiful. a bestseller on day three in like some big categories like fitness and exercise and Weight training. You know, sometimes somebody gets like a best-selling in the category of like uh, gardening tool buyers guides, yep. even though it was like a fitness book. Oh, intentionally. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, I've, that's a strategy. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I actually teach entrepreneurs self-publishing, but I tell them to go for a niche, but not not some other niche. I've never thought of like, yeah, right, go for right. some obvious quilting when your book is not about that but But, i mean you can game the system by just going like even in fitness there's like a category called like workouts in minutes and it's like who would pick that right and you know obviously there's not a lot of popular books in there but you know there are best sellers in that category but i got the big ones in fact uh the the sort of uh, health and fitness that's the overarching category over all other Right. Category. So I, I got that one. Cool. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is a great, captivating, bold claim of a title. Um, it is. But on, on first read, though, it, it reminds me of like lots of late night TV shows and stuff and um, that just don't hold up. So so how right. is your system different? Like, how do you deliver the goods? Well, the point of weightlifting is a waste of time. Like, notice I didn't say resistance training is a waste of time. Right. Lifting a weight that is the same weight as you lift it, that's a waste of time. If your goal is being stronger, if your goal is growing muscle, uh, you know, there's people who it seems like their goal is um, bench pressing so they can talk about it online. Hmm. Right. And, you know, you mentioned masculinity. Yeah, sure. Uh, like, how much, how much you bench, bro? It's like a common way for guys to meet each other. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you ask an NFL player how much they bench, like what their one rep maximum is. They'll tell you you're an idiot. Just like you're an idiot. Like you think we one rep max? Like we get paid millions of dollars to play football. You think we're going to risk our joints doing a one rep maximum, which by the way, doesn't stimulate any growth. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. So, but you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I know a lot of people who can barely, uh, you know, use their shoulders because they're all about how much they bench. 
And I, I do run into that kind of sideways hat, uh, usually obese, the I'm a power lifter. Mm. No, you have a gym membership and you're fat. Uh, there's, you know, maybe like 0.01% of guys who say I'm a power lifter that actually have been to a powerlifting meet and have done something other than embarrass themselves. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really funny. The, the fitness community is, um, you know, they see, they think I came out of nowhere. They're like, who the hell is this guy? Like, I've never heard of him. He's never done anything in fitness. Like you're right. Because I've been in the medical device industry for the last 10 years. Mm. And, you know, I developed a device that puts pressure on bone and develops bone density. It's the most effective device out there. And uh, we have 140 clinics in eight different countries. That's called OsteoStrong. Right. Um, I was gonna, so, so OsteoStrong, was, was this your first invention? Yeah. Yeah. The, the bone density treatment devices were, were my first invention. I worked on that for a long time. <laughs> and... Uh, Finally, clinical trials published. Like, nothing in, in medicine is quick. And um, I, did, you know, I don't love that industry, uh, but I will tell you, efficacy, if you show the evidence, they love you. Hmm. And that doesn't work in fitness. Yeah, you said that uh, in the book it says, you say fitness may be the most failed human endeavor. So, yeah. so how, how has... And yeah, call, I tell people, scientists, don't, how, how they don't so defend wrong. standard fitness when you take all the gym goers, you know, like I, I can be anecdotal, which I will, and then I'll be scientific next. Walk into any gym. I don't mean Venice Beach, you know, uh, you know, where all the bodybuilders train. I mean, any, you know, Equinox or Planet Fitness, I went from expensive to embarrassingly cheap. Um, going either one of those gyms anywhere in America, you won't see a single impressive physique. And you'll see people who've been going to the gym for years, and they don't look like they don't look any different than the people who don't work out. You know, maybe they put on a couple pounds of muscle the first few months they were doing it, but other than beginner gains, they got nothing. People doing cardio year after year, and they're still overweight. It's like and, and the science to disprove the practice. This is, this is the bizarre part. Craziest part about this book is that everything that's in there, like cardio is the worst approach to losing body fat. Cardio is great if your goal is to be a distance runner, is to run long distances for the I mean, I don't know why that's like pretending cars don't exist, but, uh, or a bicycle, <clears throat> but it, like, you know, it's inefficient, but okay. I mean, if that's what you want to do. If you want to run, run long distances. Also, if you are a competitive weightlifter, you've got to lift weights. You've got to keep that neural pattern firing all the time. So like that, that's a good reason to lift weights. If that's what you want to do. But if your goal is being strong, muscular, and lean, there's all kinds of evidence and has been for a long time that weightlifting is a very stupid approach and so is cardio. Now, one of the problems was, I mean, the biggest problem is the fitness industry does not understand science at all. Um, trainers are still teaching people that cardio is for weight loss. Not true. 
Uh, and there's been science for 40 years, but nobody in the fitness industry is really paying attention or cares. Uh, and a lot of these guys, these trainers, some of them have very good certifications and they're very knowledgeable. Um, and that's like 1%. And then the rest of them, you know, they have a the certification program probably took them half an hour, you know, and that's like their career training. Like, all right. So you don't know what you're talking about, but uh, they think they do. And um, one of my favorite studies that's not about physical medicine is uh, the Dunning-Kruger study from 1995. Uh, what this study shows is that the less intelligent and the less people know, the more they believe they are experts on the subject. Yeah, so the dumber they are, the smarter they think they are. Which, uh, which really explains fitness discussion online, you know, or, or nutrition discussion online. Like these people make these sweeping statements, like it's something's like an absolute fact. Vegans, the stuff that vegans say as absolute fact, which is absolute falsehood, it just blows my mind. Like, and yeah, yeah, I mean, they have their evidence that they point at, but their evidence is falsified. You know, the Game Changers film, almost every single thing that was said in that movie was dishonest. Total misrepresentation of reality. Even the, even the actors that were interviewed in that, it was heavily edited. The questions were asked in a way where they could get little clips that sounded like these guys were in favor of veganism, and they're not. Unbelievable. So, so anyway, like, we got people producing bad information, uh, and then we have people just sort of pretending to be complete experts and they just, they don't even understand the, the function of the physiology of what they're talking about. And they're giving expert advice. Um, and the other thing is the industry has made no effort, none to educate people on anything like the idea that you, you, when you want to sign up for the gym, that you want to see cardio equipment and you want to see strength equipment because that's what you're expecting. Now, unfortunately, like I know some gym chain owners that have owned, and I know multiple guys that have owned over 300 big box gyms. So the big chains, you know, these places are just nightclubs of treadmills. They got music, they got good looking people, uh, they want people to come in and sign up and they're selling memberships. That's it. Right. And you know, they're not there to help anybody because they know most people aren't even going to come in anyway. Right. The point of a gym these days is to get you to sign up and not show up. If everybody showed right. up, the reason they, they, the price they, went down to, to $9 a month, nine ninety nine, is so when you're looking down your credit card statement, you don't see it because you get pissed off about the things that are like three digits or four digits. It's like, what was this? Uh, so yeah, it's meant to fly under the radar. So you made an important distinguishment about, you're not saying weightlifting. You are saying weightlifting is a waste of time, not resistance training. Yeah. So, so, so tell me like, what, what's the difference I guess. Um, well, let me, let me wrap up a little bit. The, the, the fitness is the most failed endeavor scientifically for males, the leanest 1% of males in the United States. By the way, 23% of males strength train on a regular basis. 
which was higher than I thought. I thought, I mean, 10% are gym memberships. I mean, 13% are uh, strength training at home. The top leanest, and I like that number, the percent body fat, because muscularity plays into that. The more muscular you are, the leaner you are, because more of your body weight is muscle. So um, the leanest 1% is 10.9, basically 11% body fat. That's not impressive. And that's the best 1%, which is why I say fitness has a 99% failure rate. Maybe the smartest ones are the ones who don't sign up because, and I hear this all the time from people who don't work out. They're like, I see people who work out and they look just the same as me. Like, why are they going? And they look at me and they're like, I don't know what the hell you're doing. But like, you know, you don't look like a person who goes to the gym. You look like an alien, you know, or like a statue or something like that. So, and I get it. I get it. It's just like, I see so many people wasting their time. Uh, um, I uh, was at a conference and this woman, like, in, I was talking to a group of people and this woman just kind of interrupts me. And so she goes over, she goes, can I tell you about my routine? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so she starts going over her routine and she works out two hours a day, cardio and strength. And she's, she's obese, not morbidly obese, but obese. And like, and she's opening up in front of all these people, like talking about all her like apprehensions and all the things that she feels miserable about and judging herself. And then she bursts into tears. And it's like, I couldn't, you know, explain everything that's in this 260 page book right there. But I'm like, I, I've got something coming out that you really need to read. And it's really going to help. Because the problem is the industry is not there to help you. It's there to sell you stuff. Mm. Now, I mean, I'm selling something too. So I can't, you know, cast them aside just because of that. But I'm selling something that is going to give the result that you're looking for. Whereas the other option is it's just selling you something. So anyway, let's let, get to the next question. I, I, I went long on that one. Anything. But um, it's, a great, it's a great question, so. Yeah. So can you explain, you know, what weightlifting versus resistance training is? What's, what's the difference and, and why does it matter? So when you lift a weight, it's the same weight, like, like let's say chest press, for example. It's the same weight back here as it is here, right? Mm-hmm. So the weight's not, you know, it's like you know, it's three, 350 pounds. 350 pounds here is 350 pounds here. But what I discovered in the medical device research that I did is that whatever you can hold here, what you can hold here is about seven times greater. So we have an incredible variance in the capacity. For those listening, I was mimicking like a bench press type movement. And you know, at the bottom of the, of the bench press type movement, uh, you're very weak. And at the top, you're incredibly strong, stronger than you could ever imagine. Like, or imagine what you bench press and multiply that by seven. That's what you're actually capable of. Mm. Now, that's sort of a one load exposure, very brief type thing. So, you know, we wouldn't necessarily want to exercise with that magnitude of variance. But what I will say is when I, when I looked at these numbers coming off the medical device, I knew, wow, like weightlifting is terrible. 
Like, we should not be doing this. I, I really looked at this data, and I had been a weightlifter, and I had been a weightlifter who, I got to kind of a chubby 190, like 190, 20%, which is, you know, I mean, by comparison to now, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, that's, but that's, that's, that's like an average guy. That's like an average guy who works out, or that's like an average guy who might be prone to holding a little bit more muscle. Who's never been to a gym ever. Uh, so, you know, it's like, you know, when I took my shirt off at the beach, nobody was like, wow, you're in good shape. Like nobody mentioned that. Now I get stopped on the street and people ask for my autograph and I'm like, who do you think I am? <laughs> and they're like, are, are you like in the NFL? Are you an MMA fighter? You know, like they, they just think. They like, just got, got, I better like, get it over. Yeah. You look to, too right. good to be normal. <laughs> right. I get followed by groups of people in Asia. Like when I'm walking down the street in Asia, there's like a, a bunch of people, just random people, like, you know, with their phones out, like filming me. And I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? Like blow up a car? Just by punching it or what? <laughs> like, yeah, but I, you know, they don't see anybody that looks like me, and that—that's a big difference. And you know, like, uh, it, it's um, it's one of those things where I I got to a point where I, I just I didn't want to come right out and start this movement by saying weightlifting is a waste of time. I had to build the demonstration first. So really, I mean, I think some fans of mine will be a little pissed off when they hear me say this, but X3 was an experiment. I knew how it would go, and I knew they would be super happy with the results they got. But um, identifying the market. So at at first, I was like, okay, I'm going to come out with this product. And for the entrepreneur group that's listening – uh, they're going to like this. So uh, I was like, okay, so I licensed the OsteoStrong invention and technology to the OsteoStrong company. And, uh, and, and you know, I get a royalty for that. And I represent the company from a scientific basis. Now, uh, I want to do the same thing with X3. Because it was like, I don't want to run a company. You know, I want to I be on the beach. <laughs> like, I just want I just want to check to come every month. So, uh, so it, which is kind of what I was doing, you know, with, uh, with Osteo Strong, the scientific representation. I know it's, it seems like hard work, but it was just like automatic for me at that point. And uh, so, you know, I mean, I was able to really kind of enjoy myself. And then, uh, and then, you know, so I, I go to all these companies, like some of the big fitness manufacturers for home products and I show them, you know, X3. And they're like, wait a minute. You want to make a scientific presentation to the fitness community? And it was funny because I had kind of thought, yeah, you know, I, I, I read some of these fitness uh, forums and stuff. And uh, like, these are not my people. Like, I, I don't know if I can really connect with these with these people uh and they're like it, it'll never work so the fit the fitness community is populated by very unintelligent people uh 
Like you're just not going to be able to pull it off. Like they won't listen to you. They won't care what you have to say. Uh, you can show them scientific studies. They're unable to read them. You know, and, and I mean, like I, I'm, I'm funny sometimes, like you, you look at where fitness information lives, YouTube and Instagram, video and pictures. Why? They're probably not very good at reading. Seriously. Well, I mean, why would it be like, if you want to learn something, you've got to read words because that's how you remember. I mean, at least that's how I remember. Uh, like I'm, I don't want to see something on a video. I want to read a document. Like that's, what's really going to nail into my head. So, uh, yeah, they all were like, we love the product. It's totally genius. It, it's not going to work. And so, I just pivoted. I just didn't market it to fitness at all. I marketed it to uh, busy professionals, busy executives. And it was an instant success. Like, you know, we, we ship, there are months where we ship multiple thousand units. Uh, it's, it's just been awesome. And when did the X3 launch? Uh, it was about three years ago. Oh. Yeah, a little more than three years ago now. Yeah, we did kind of a soft launch. We didn't have a big announcement or anything on Dave Asprey's podcast. Uh, And um, I'm much better at explaining and condensing the information. See, the challenge for a scientist, most scientists just present science in the most academic way, in the most literal statistical way, which is why nobody listens to them. Because you just can't do that. Like that's just, it's unfair to people actually, you know, when I say people, they're unable to read the science, I'm not making fun of those people. Hardly anybody's able to read the science because it's, it's not written in a way where non-scientists are supposed to be reading it. Uh, Cause it's, it's, it's goal is to be as accurate as possible, as literal as possible, which is only in scientific terms. So what I do is I try and distill it, to be actionable and useful for the regular person. And again, this book, I summarized 250 studies uh, in, an, in a way where that information is actually actionable for people. Because most people, they read one study on something and they're like, I, I can't do anything with this. But if you connect that study with two other studies and put that story together, because if this, then we have a better understanding of this combined with this third thing means here's how we should be eating, you know? And, and so, uh, and that, that's very helpful to people. So, but as a scientist, you got to make sure that you're not oversimplifying. Oversimplification is another word for wrong, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because that's what oversimplifying means. Like, you know, and sometimes I I saw on an ad, uh, it was like two nights ago, them describing how type two diabetes works in this like minute 30 second ad. And it was a, it was for like a supplement or something that helps with type two diabetes. I don't know if the supplement works, but their description was beautiful. It was perfect. It was like 30 seconds, everything you need to know about type two diabetes, exactly how it works. I was like, but it's hard. That's my point. Yeah. They did it really hard to get that right. Hmm. And uh, I, I did. I, I mean, all the other scientists that have read the book, uh, I, I said, you, you nailed it. Like all 250 of those studies are like now actionable things. 
So I, I first heard of and saw the X3, I think it was the beginning of this year, like January 2020 was the first time I had ever seen sure. it, saw it on Facebook. And at, at first, like my initial doubt, and I'm you know, tell me if this is common, but just like, you know, rubber bands, C- come on, that, 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 that can't work. This, the, you know, the, the, so like, why is that, why is that so common? Like, why are we just doubting this? Because actually that, that's a great question. Nobody ever asked me that question. That's a great question. It's because you've seen rubber bands before and probably like anybody that's been to physical therapy or anybody that's been to like a sporting goods store or even Walmart, like they have exercise bands and you can grab them and pull them apart, you know, with like two fingers on each hand. The loading is very low. And then there's been a number of, I would call them scam fitness products that take those tubes or very, very small, thin bands and try and market it as a fitness product. And it's not, it's not fitness weight, it's rehab weight. So, you know, when you're doing outward rotation on your shoulder, that may be a variance of five to 15 pounds. But X3, like when I deadlift, I'm holding over 600 pounds. That's the difference. So when somebody talks, like there was a study on variable resistance. I left that out of the book because I didn't want to confuse people. But the study was designed to fail because they used 15 pound at full stretch TheraBand. It's called TheraBand. And then they called that strength training. It's like, what do you think Thera stands for? Maybe therapy? Just, just a guess. Um, also, it's found in all therapy centers. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like 15 pounds of resistance. And then they compared that, the, the training with the 15 pounds of resistance, compared to people who were doing regular weight training where they had hundreds of pounds available to train with. Well, obviously, uh, the TheraBand cohort failed to gain any strength or any difference at all, which anybody would fail with 15 pounds because that's not a strength relevant weight to a human. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that's why it's because people like what people have seen is very weak. Yeah. And, and so like, like when you get heavier with bands, like there's some hucksters out there who sell like a bag of bands and say like, this is exactly what X3 is. Uh, a lot of people are trying to draft off of me, uh, but they're, they're all clowns. It's obvious. Like the problem is you, let's say you go to do a push up, you throw the band around your back and you know, it's doubled up a loop band and the band is running across right here and you're going to do a push up. The problem is, as if that weight is relevant to strength, it's, it's going to be high enough where your wrists are starting to twist as you're going through the movement. You could break your own wrist doing that. You can't. The small joints of the body that interface with heavy weight are the wrists and the ankles. And unless they're holding on to or pushing against something neutral, you're going to hurt yourself and it'll, it'll be even less effective than regular weight training. So, so the, the actual, the actual bar of the X3 
is what really keeps keeps you safe. You, you're, in, you're using the ground more force. We have the equivalent of the bar for the for the feet too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So neutral, and then the bands are able to flex and move underneath. Uh, it's great, and I have 17 patents in the U.S. and in 49 different countries on the bar and on the ground plate. Yeah, because like like that that was the difference. And I mean, I realize it's simple and elegant. People are like, "Oh, it's just a stick and bands." Like, okay, well, an iPhone is just a piece of glass and a microchip. It shouldn't cost more than a dollar, right? Or does it do something that's effective? Right. Because ultimately, I have people tell me they were lifting weights for 20 years. They switched to X3, put on 20 pounds of muscle in six months. They tell me I got more results out of X3 in six months than I did a 20 years of weight training. So, like, it is like it is expensive because it has to be built for a serious amount of force. And, you know, we can't have a plastic bar loaded with 600 pounds, it'll shatter. So the bar is made of steel and then anodized aluminum on the outside. It's always shiny and nice and never rust. Uh, yeah. And uh, hooks of stainless steel, uh, polished stainless steel. I, I mean, it's beautiful. And you, you mentioned that this was really an experiment. So ha- has the device changed since three years ago? Has it morphed in the years or is it really oh, yeah. just... Yeah, it's oh, become much more high quality. The yeah. first version was <coughs> a couple hundred dollars cheaper and uh yeah i mean it it we only sold a few of them and then we we upgraded very quickly and we've you know i mean like if they break we replace them even though we're way out of warranty we replace them anyway because we want people to have the real thing yeah cool yeah i mean it's yeah we're not gonna go bankrupt by replacing those (laughs) so i actually bought the x3 in january okay and um much like kind of what you shared like been been going to the gym since like you know 15 16 years old my normal routine go six months hurt myself be off for three months go again six months get hurt and and yeah and it was always getting hurt with going for that one max rep to brag about and then you know and uh and it was ridiculous and i'd injure shoulders and wrists um so i bought the x3 because uh, my business was going to be expanding. I was not going to have the normal time slot I have assigned to go to the gym. So I got it for that busy professional like you intended. Yep. And, and then COVID hit. So I couldn't even go to the gym. And I was so glad <laughs> that I had the X3. But I'm in week like 32, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm down 17 pounds. I I do not follow your, your eating plan. So it's just I've lost 70 pounds and I'm stronger, like my chest, my arms, my thighs. Probably than you've ever been. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's really it's amazing. So I, I wanted to talk to you for a long time. Um, nice. But then I saw the book, I'm like, oh, great. Well, now it's perfect. But I just want to stress, like, I love this product. I paid full price. This is, this is not, uh, you sent it to me free and I got to play with it so we'd come on the show. Uh, this is just, right. I am a believer. I've not read the book yet, but everything you talk about, you have so many videos online. Uh, demoing, talking about the science behind this, and yeah, it's legit. Awesome, Andy. Thanks for saying that. That's that's good. Yeah, um, like and 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 I've lost. I'm down my 17 pounds, even <laughs> with the COVID diet. I went up 10 and then dropped down below 17. So I've actually down 27 pounds from my peak. Um, whoa! Because okay. from 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 uh, and uh, and you've also probably that's not even an accurate number because you've yeah. gained muscle. 
Yeah. So people, you're not you're not accounting for that. I tell people, gosh, get a DEXA scan before you start, so you really know. Yeah. And then people are like, well, yeah, you know, I didn't have time for that. And I'm always well, like, it's not even that. I'm I've been I've used so. I mean, I'm going back. I remember having like the bull worker when I was a teenager and just all sorts of just crappy things online and work at home uh, routines and, and weird bars and contraptions. Right. And so I didn't believe it. So yeah, I, if, if I had the faintest belief that yeah. this was as that lived up to the hype, like I would have done the measurements, would have done everything. Cause I've had people say like, dude, what are you doing? And like, yeah, my traps are yeah. visibly bigger. I remember a month in, um, I, I, my favorite, I still do cardio cause I like it. But then when I had to stop doing it, my weight kept going down when I stopped doing cardio. So I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Oh yeah, like, take the cortisol yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. So that, Run I mean, again, you're, you're proving mm-hmm. it. But anyways, at, I was at the gym. I, I like uh, Les Mills body combat classes. And I look in the mirror, I'm like, is that me? I'm like, there was definition in my arm and shoulder that I had yeah. never seen in my life. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. It's the X3 right. is freaking doing it. So yeah. Um, it, it, it is the best to, fitness product I've ever had. Thank and, you. And I'm sure you hear that a lot. And it's, it's amazing that it's a home fitness product. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's dirt cheap. Cause if you look at an actual home gym, which is what you should be comparing it to, mm. like it's $550. Most people spend like three grand to 10 grand on a home gym, you know, a power rack or whatever. And uh, it's this like X3 is better. And then when you're done with X3, you can stick it in a drawer. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and we didn't even talk about like it, you know, you promote it. Like so many things say this, you know, 10 minutes or less. No, it's really like, I'll go over like my yeah, long that. workout. I might hit 14 minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. I will say the more muscular you get, like, so I put on over 60 pounds of muscle wow. since turning 40, which is like unheard of. Uh, I get winded seriously especially like after the deadlift or after yeah. uh squats yeah i mean i i just it takes me 10 minutes to recover yeah. and just catch my breath yeah. from one set of deadlifts yeah i've noticed so a dozen years ago yeah. i read a, there was a there was a gym in boston i live in massachusetts in boston it was a super slow facility okay. and again the, the notion of once a week got me and, and so I went yeah. there for, but I, so I'm used to the scientific, you know, the slow rep, single rep, one set failure. I'm like, all right, I've lived that experience. I knew um, that was that, that, at least that part of the science. But what, what, uh, what I, my experience too, is if I give myself time and don't just try to finish in 10 minutes, I, I, and really rest between things. Yeah. I go to, I'm better at, I'm getting, doing yeah, more yeah. reps to get till I get to failure. And sure. one thing that just uh, as, you know, as a, as a gym rat at, at some level, I'm amazed. I never sweat. I'm not doing enough to break a sweat, but I'm spent. Oh, yeah. So it's really bizarre. Yeah. So the more, the more muscle you put on, you will start to sweat a little. I mean, not bad. Like, I mean, I can do it. Not, and, not dripping. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That's what I'm used to. Like, oh, you, you know, you're going right. to work out until okay. you really, yeah, you know. that'll never happen. But so this is part of where the myth comes from that strength athletes have poor cardio. Strength athletes actually have better or the same cardio as distance athletes. There's more than a hundred studies that say this and uh, a meta analysis that talks about the hundred studies is referenced in my book in that section of, uh, you know, how, how you don't need cardio because people say, well, your heart needs to be healthy. It gets healthier with strength training, 
Uh, so the brief, very high intensity exposure of, uh, of need for blood flow is, uh, is something that really stimulates the heart to adapt. But the larger a muscle becomes, like I was in an airport recently and I was with a guy who probably weighs 140 pounds. The Munich airport, I don't know why, but like you fly in there and you got to go through, you got to go downstairs, go through immigration, go upstairs, walk like forever, and then go downstairs. Uh, you got to get your bags x-rayed again, upstairs, downstairs to go to baggage claim. Uh, even if you're going on another flight and then you got to like check your bag again, if you're going to like, I go to, I go from Germany to Russia a lot. Uh, and then, or I did, uh, right. Um, so it's like up and down, up and down, up and down. And you were like running up the stairs. Uh, and I mean, like, I'm like, seriously, like out of breath. And the guy's like, Oh, you know, your cardio is not very good. And I'm like, no, let me explain this to you. It's because I weigh a hundred pounds more than you. And that hundred pounds is muscle. That engine is running. It is drawing blood. So when my quadriceps contract, they're pulling blood into the quadricep to get it to fire as we're running out. Cause we're running. We're like on, you know, like a schedule trying not to miss our connecting flight. And yeah, I'm, on, I'm like, it, it's like the different, it's like the mileage on a V12 engine versus a four cylinder. Well, what do you, what do you think is going to suck more gas? Probably the V12. So, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean that the V12 is less, it's not like it's burning gas in a, uh, in a different way than the four cylinder is. There's nothing wrong with the V12. It's just designed for speed. And the four cylinder is designed to go long distances without using a lot of fuel. So it's just, you know, you're a different machine when you're a strength athlete, but it doesn't mean you have bad cardio. Okay. And earlier you mentioned that you, you had been a, a weightlifter and, and into fitness before inventing this product. Mm-hmm. But so, but it's not the case that you achieve the bulk that you have. You haven't built up this muscle and then switch to the X3 and are just maintaining it. Right, right. No, I have pictures. I have, all, I have all kinds of pictures of me. In fact, I got ridiculed. This is really funny. When I first launched a product, people like, you know, the fitness industry guys, sideways hats, illiterate, uh, they, would, they would go nuts. A, a lot of misspelled words in their posts, by the way. Uh, they're great. Uh, they'd laugh at me and be like, this guy's fat. He's like, not even in shape. This product is a joke. And then, you know, and then, and then every once in a while, I remember I get compliments from people who bought the product and they're like, this product definitely works. And you know, I, I commend the inventor for being out of shape and launching it anyway. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the compliment guys. But then like six months later, people went from making fun of me for being out of shape and like not strong looking and, and I look fat. And then immediately they're like, this guy's definitely on steroids. <laughs> it was like, there was like not a day where they're like, right on. <laughs> like there's nothing in between. I went from being fat to he's definitely on steroids. It's like, which of course is not true. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot, you cannot satisfy the jealous. 
So that's is, what trolls are. So, yeah. And, and is that attack on you? And is the notion that, you know, oh, rubber bands can't be better than steel. Is, is this all just kind of the male ego being defensive in, it's more like an abhorrence of or a misdirection of the male ego. It's like, like I, I can take my Lamborghini and, uh, you know, not drive it like an asshole. And, you know, I mean, some people will still be offended because it's a Lamborghini. I get the middle finger on my Lamborghini every day. Just, just for having it. My just windows are so tinted, it just looks like black steel. In my, yeah, I mean, you, no one knows who's in it. So they're not giving me the middle finger. They're just mad somebody has a Lamborghini. Yeah, the idea but, that anyone has. I see guys, I see guys with, uh, you know, like a, a nice car. And they'll, like, rev, you know, rev the engine at, like, a stoplight. You know, and the thing's cracking and popping. And, you know, it's like, you don't need to rev a fuel-injected engine. Like, revving your engine to keep the car from stalling. Like, people with Harleys do that. And it's like, there's fuel injection in that. You do not need to rev the engine. You're just being an asshole. So the guys that are like, oh, iron is better, like, it's not. Profoundly not better. I mean, if you if you want to be one of these CrossFit guys and just throw your weights against the ground, like you see them. I've seen guys when they're done with like a, like a snatch movement or something like that. I saw a video where a guy dislocated his shoulder as he was throwing the weight down. They throw the weight down so they can make a loud noise. That's the same thing as a guy who just revs his engine in a stoplight. Just a jerk. Yeah. It's, just so it's, a, it's, it's where the show is more important than the results. Right. Yeah. Like, there, there is nothing masculine about disturbing the peace or uh, trying to be the center of attention. Or like somebody who like blasts rap music. You know, so the whole neighborhood can hear it. Like, really? Like, you can't hear it? Unless it's that, that volume area? Everyone knows. Like, all right, well, it's probably like a, you know, like a kid who just got his driver's license and wants to be seen, or it's somebody with a serious psychological problem. Uh, you know, need, the need to be the center of attention. Yeah. So but, but just before the show, as we were just chatting, you mentioned that, that everything you've done has been disruptive, and you're just you just become an expert at kind of pissing people off, it seems. But uh, but you said that wasn't well, your goal. <laughs> I no no. I mean, I invented the medical device, and then other inventions came along. I developed a protein formula, which of course made everybody upset, also uh, because it's better. And uh, you know, people say, "Well, uh, you can't prove it," and yeah, I can, but it's a lot of science that they can't read. Uh, so, but then they take it and they're like. You know, and they're using X3, and they're like, I, I've never put on muscle faster. And so, you know, I've had people apologize. They're like, I trolled you for a long time because I thought you were, like, a scammer. But, you know, I just – I'm, like, bigger, stronger, and leaner than I've ever been. Uh, and it's just because I'm, you know – and some of them are like, his products work, but he's an asshole. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't, like, I'm not, but all right. You can say that. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a common refrain that I share in the show a lot that, you know, a lot of people, you know, you can be right or you can be happy. And it seems like you meet a lot of people that just insist on being right, even when they're wrong, because that's yeah. just more important for some reason. Yeah, yeah, there's self-satisfaction, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a certainly a need with, um, with social media 
like people really want to present themselves as experts. And um, I've really grown to dislike social media in general, even though it like keeps me connected to some people I probably would have no idea where they are. Otherwise, you know, like friends from high school or, uh, or some fraternity brothers that like moved away or don't bump into in California. Uh, so um, I don't, it brings out the worst in the worst people. Because I think people with a level head don't really use it very much. Or they read it and they just kind of shake their head and they're like, wow. That's uh, that's a dog pile of idiots not jumping in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just it's a shame when I see, like, the rage take people over. And, of course, politics is the best example. Because if you're pragmatic at all and you look at somebody who says – something about one candidate that is just so outlandish and dishonest. And then the same thing from the other side, just like nobody cares about what either of you think. And, and it's like, I think social media has got like people say the news is manipulating everyone. Social media is manipulating the news because the news media realize they can lie to the most incredible degree and get away with it because they see regular people who have a big following on social media doing it all the time and they are getting more attention. You know, like, so Alex Jones would say crazy stuff, just conspiracy theories. I don't know. I know there was one like frogs were actually aliens or, or no frogs were turning gay because of, some passes <laughs> like like I didn't, obviously I didn't really pay attention to it, but you know somebody's like you you got to watch like a minute of this guy, and I did, and I was like, wow, I'll never get that minute back, but I'll also never forget it. Yeah. So anyway, so he says a bunch of outlandish stuff, and he gets like as big of a following as whatever you know, like a whole news show, and they're like, and and the guy has just made up shit behind him. Like he references an article that was written by some other crazy guy. So they learned that you can just lie. And, and I, and I just, it's a shame because it's really difficult for somebody who casually follows something, you know, whether it's sports or politics or you know there's some issues that people are more emotional than others but you see just all this like just totally dishonest reporting and dishonest um everything and and that's just it's just social media like like um when the book came out uh pretty much any negative review of the book Amazon deleted. And it's like, we could tell this was just written by a troll. This is like somebody who just has something against you. Like, all right. I mean, have you noticed that almost every product has like five stars on Amazon now? Because somebody who gives something a one star, I mean, really, have you ever used a product that you like paid, like, let's say $500 for that was just like worth 50 cents? No, like I've never given a one star review on anything. I mean, it's just like, it's usually like five or 
I just don't buy from that company again. Yeah. And then, you know, like sometimes like if I get a, if a product that didn't work right, it's like, well, I might've just got a bad one, but they didn't QA it. Like, I don't just assume all of them are total pieces of garbage. Yeah. It's so like Amazon's just picked up on what trolls are and how they operate. Yeah. And they just like delete the, you know, the negative stuff. Cause the yeah. negative stuff is just written by some hater. Right. Some guy like, who, if they can it, show up like you, you just went live with something and there's already one star reviews being added. Like you haven't, you haven't had time to like buy or pretend to read this. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There's, and the, you can, you can tell yeah. they, they didn't read it. They didn't buy it. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't say verify purchaser by your name. Yeah. Like, I mean, now we did give out some advanced copies to press and some of the press did just because because they liked it they did write you know reviews and it doesn't say verified purchaser but they're like typically when somebody writes a positive review they're not a verified purchaser they just read somebody else's copy or something like that as long as the content actual humans read those reviews before they're approved and then they re-review them after getting people's feedback so i mean that's why you know like uh my good friend um uh dr sean baker He's, uh, he wrote the, the carnivore diet, the book, the carnivore diet, uh, bestseller, wonderful book. Like you, if you have any questions about nutrition, if you question your own nutrition and, uh, you know, go, well, maybe there's an easier way or something like that. Read that book. It is awesome. Uh, also Dr. Paul Saladino's book, the Car- uh, uh, carnivore code, same thing, but I talked to Baker, Baker, Baker and I are good friends. And, uh, <clears throat> we um we were talking about like i'm like how did you keep the vegans from like lighting you on fire in the reviews and he goes i don't know they just all the negative reviews just disappear like every day i'm like hmm, really this is like you know a couple weeks before i launched my book and yeah like amazon's got you know nothing like nothing but contempt for these people who just want to ruin other people because they're jealous. So, uh, I mean, it's cool. It just means trolls are wasting their time. Uh, but they don't value their time anyway, because I'm guessing their employers don't even want them around. Uh, so the, uh, it's not like they have anything better to do. So, so the, uh, it's interesting being a traditional disruptor. I like disrupting, medicine more than fitness because when I would have the chance to talk to an influential physician, once you show them the evidence, they flip. They're like, now that I understand the rationale, I am in favor of this. Yeah. So it's like yeah. that, the medical field isn't as trapped in this. I'm going to be right or be happy yeah. kind of thing. They're just like, Oh, I, I want to, no, I, they- I, I want to be right. And I'm willing, but I'm not tied to my idea of right. My rightness can change based on evidence. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that, that's why whenever somebody says like the science is settled on like some issue, it's like, that's not a scientific comment. Like science is never settled. Yeah. You can always question, uh, you know, they say that about masks. The science is settled. No, it isn't. Or, or client. Oh, there was somebody, I forget who it was. I think it might've been Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, who wanted to make researching climate change illegal because she believes that now, like, like a lot of the late, latest research kind of disproves it. 
You know, there's a lot of other things we're not measuring, like solar activity. Now, the sun is creating variance in, you know, the climate. Well, that certainly isn't the fault of Coca-Cola or Chevron. They're not controlling the sun. So we're just all here victims of the sun. It's actually true. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, but like she was furious over this research and it's like, you can't stop science. Yeah. Like, you can't stop learning. Like that's, that's like, so incredibly be, irresponsible. Yeah, People can, but yeah, we don't, it's not good. We don't gain anything. Toddler's yeah. attitude. Yeah. Like, you know, like things, I like things the way they are. We can't have any, any other ideas. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what a toddler would say. So, but you know, that's that's where we are in politics today. Indeed, yeah. So, yeah. You, you, um, for the X three, you do have the a really growing list of of professional athletes using it. Yes, I want to. How how challenging is it to to get them to try it or not? No, because they read the science. Yeah. No, they're awesome, and also you'll never meet an NFL player that will talk about how much he benches. They don't care. They don't even they, like. You know, they go high reps. They don't. They don't want to. They don't want to injure anything. And I'm like, oh, you'll, you never, you never need a bench again. And they're like, good, because you know, I never need to squat again. Good, you know, because they get a little tweak in their knee and they lose three tenths of a second off their forty time. Then they get hit. Then their career's over. Yeah, not worth it. So they hate that. That uh, you know, weightlifting and. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these are the strongest people in the world. Yeah. I, every once in a while, I get some power lifter that whenever I say that, they're like, no, power lifters are the strongest people in the world. Oh, really? So you chose, you're stronger than an NFL player, but you turned down the opportunity to make millions and millions of dollars. And instead, you're making like $30,000 a year as a professional power lifter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I you can't move, but I'm stronger. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, NFL guys are the strongest. Hence, they make the most money. And, uh, and so, the, but they don't care about what, what they do. And so, so yeah, and I, I, like, I love emphasizing this. It's like there is no commercial or home fitness product that a professional athlete will use because it's just like, okay. You know, they use the best. They're not going to screw around with anything else because they are the best. So it's the best only. And uh, the way they see X3 is it is the best fitness product, home or commercial or anything that they have ever used. And they're getting great results out of it. And, uh, and every one of them that's endorsed us and let me use their picture on the website, giving me written permission to do so, didn't pay them a penny. Nothing. I help them. I, I regularly speak to these guys and make sure that they're, you know, got all their questions answered. They got all the movements right. Sometimes they'll send me little videos like, am I doing this right? Uh, and, uh, and so I, I, I give them help. <laughs> and, so I remember uh, like, cause this year everything's virtual, but the NFL draft was virtual. And I think I saw a post from you on social media, but maybe it wasn't, but the, the idea that lots of agents were buying X3s and sending them to their new drafted NFL players. Yeah. Because these are guys that like couldn't go to the gym, might not have anything at home, but they were all getting the X3. Is, well, did that, is that accurate? 
That's accurate. And uh, as soon as they go through the draft, they sign their, their, their contract. And part of that contract says you're not allowed to get injured. Like if you get injured on the field, we'll pay you. If you get injured while you're training, we won't. Hmm. So it's up to you. And they're like, you know, I'm not going to risk my contract for a, you know, a one rep maximum or a workout, like no way. Which I, I mean, that, that's very smart at the NFL. It's like, stay safe. And a lot of the, uh, the strength coaches, now the Miami Heat, uh, in fact, on the back of the, back of the book, you can, you can see what the uh, strength coach of the Miami Heat has to say about my research. And you know, that's, that's what, what they do now. And uh, they have a great strength training team. It's, it's kind of a father-son, um, <clears throat> Bill and Eric. Uh, and then they have a couple other guys who just, like, they're so scientifically focused. It's great. And they don't do any conventional stuff. They never did. But now they, they, uh, they can keep the joints of the heat players safer because they're offloading the joint where the joint is at risk. And then they're superloading where, where they're uh, – where they're capable of producing the force. So it's, it's variance of force in line with variance of capacity. And uh, these guys are, they're growing muscle for the first time since they signed their contract. And same thing with the NFL guys. Now NBA guys have a different element because they're so tall, like a, a joint, a small joint injury on a tall guy is much worse than a joint injury on a shorter guy Be, because of how long you know, that, that lever arm is, it has more force going through it. Right. So uh, it's just keeping those guys injury free is just, it's an art. And uh, that art is made a lot easier with X3. Because the resistance is variable, it's, it's more, it's more tension on the muscles, less tension on the joints themselves. Is that That's right. right. And the more powerful the muscle becomes, it's always pulling on the joint. So the joint actually becomes stronger. The joint doesn't get stronger in your workout necessarily. It, it is a protagonist, antagonist, intermediary all the time. So this is a big question. Is it the actual workout or is it the resulting musculature that needs to be supported that is forcing the tendons and ligaments to grow. We don't know yet, but I do know that people who use variable resistance do get the powerful joints, much more powerful than with, uh, with regular weight training, because usually you're just injuring your joints. What's going on in your joints is damage and damage repair as opposed to growth. You know? No, I mean like with, with the professional athletes, I can't think of any home fitness product that any more than like one pro athlete has ever used. Like, can you, I can't. Yeah. Right. Usually. Yeah. I think each, solo flex. Each, have each, like a, right. Yeah. Each thing might pay one celebrity to endorse yeah, it. They pay and like that's one it. Guy. You don't I think see. Flex had yeah. a guy in the NFL for a while. Mm. Uh, but you know, those are paid guys. Yeah. I don't have paid guys. I have guys who do it for free. Uh, and those are, those are guys who, um, you know, it's like they get one, like 
I, I, mine is my option is actually the choice of the pro athlete, the preferred option. And that that's big. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, Dr. Jake, which I really appreciate uh, you, you joining me today and sharing everything and, and sharing, disrupting everything that you do. And because, because yeah. it's, it, you know, if you are all about the results, you know, then you need to be checking out the X3 and, and the book, Weightlifting yeah. is a Waste of Time. Yeah, and say for anybody who's a skeptic, um, now, 32 pages of the book is specifically about X3. So one of the things I get criticized, and the, the haters are going to f- find anything to complain about. So 32 pages of this 260-page book are specifically about X3. The rest of it is just about human physiology and actionable stuff. So like, like someone, someone said, uh, you know, on like a review, it's like, this is just a big commercial for X3. Okay. Well, if it's superior, then it's probably a commercial worth watching, but also it's only 32 pages out of 260, 266 specifically. So it's like, is it, is it really that big of a deal? Yeah. You know? Yeah, if that was, yeah, if yeah, that was the case, yeah, you you don't need you don't need 260 pages to make a commercial. So right, right, right. Yeah. So, but I would say like if if somebody hears this and still has a lot of apprehension, just read the book. Yeah. yeah. Forward is by Forrest Griffin, former light heavyweight champion. Uh, he uh, got a lot like MMA fighters get a lot of joint damage, and he says like this is the only way I've been able to exercise with proficiency and actually gain strength since I, uh, since I started in MMA. He's like, he's like fighters don't get stronger because they just, they're when they're, when they're held against the ground, when they're, when they're put in jujitsu holds, joints get damaged. Cool. Awesome. So we'll definitely, uh, we'll have links to the book on Amazon on, on the show notes for this show at realmenfield.org. Any other way you want to share people to get in touch with you or learn more information about you or the X3? Yeah, I created a landing page recently, so I didn't have to give out like, you know, five things at the end of every podcast. So just go to drj.com, D-O-C-T-O-R, the letter J. Right. Awesome. Nice and easy. Cool. Cool. Uh, Again, Docs, uh, Doc, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your devices. Um, And I look forward, I want to find an... uh, because you're licensed, the, uh, the Also Strong is licensed at different facilities. Is that right? That's like a, that's not a home franchise thing. model. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the IP is, is held exclusively by that company. And then it's, it's franchise clinics. And like I said, there's 140 clinics in eight different countries. Cool, cool. Uh, do, do you already have a, a vision of what might be next? What your disruptive mind is working on or not? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll just we'll leave I'm it at working that. On, <laughs> I'm working on a couple things. I'm always working on a couple things. And, you know, like some of the things uh, I don't, here's an example. I came up with a way to build huge calluses on the bottom of your feet. Because, you know, like walking around barefoot is like good for you, but you need to be on a softer surface. So it's, that's, that's the oversimplification. People wear like the, the barefoot shoes and then they go walk on concrete. No, you'll hurt yourself doing that. Don't do that. Uh, but, you know, the idea of just toughening the human foot so you can do more stuff barefoot. And then I kind of did some polling of people, like would they want to 
build giant calluses on the bottom of their feet to protect their feet. And there was an overwhelming negative response. Like, no, I, I, I wouldn't pay for that. I wouldn't use that. It was kind of painful to use too. So, I mean, it, it was an idea I had. Uh, just, I just don't think there's enough of a market there. I think like the biohacker people, especially the more kind of hippie lifestyle biohacker guys, you know, like I only drink raw milk kind of thing. Like those guys, like they were into it. They were like, I'd love to never wear shoes. You know, I live off the grid, out of my van. You know, I mean, like those kind of guys. Uh, and those, they're cool. Like they, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not doing it because they just don't want to pay a mortgage. They're doing it because they're trying to prove a point, and that's cool. Uh, but you know, I mean, there's not enough of those guys yeah. to build this thing. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Maybe, uh, maybe in the future you'll find your uh, hippie van community. Or they'll they'll spread. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll grow. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you're ahead of your time on a number of things, or <laughs> your science is ahead of the time for everyone buying into it or something, but, yeah. but cool. Hey, uh, I wish you continued success and uh, continued best selling books. Uh, again, the uh, and being disruptive and because uh, your your stuff works, you get the results. So thanks yep. again for being here. Uh, everyone thanks so much. Wherever you're listening to Real Men Feel. Um, show some results give us a share a like subscription whatever you can do and until next time be good to yourself thank you for listening to Real Men Feel contact us at realmenfeel at gmail.com join the private Real Men Feel Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash realmenfeel learn more about author coach and healer Andy Grant at theandygrant.com If you enjoyed this episode, it would help us greatly if you gave a review wherever you are listening right now. It takes less than a minute and helps other people discover Real Men Feel.